Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 36. I'm your host, Orbital Albert, and today we're going to be talking about the 10 simple ways to make your tournament director or host day better. Uh, and when I'm saying host, I am talking about if it's a host, if it's a, a private person's house, um, or, uh, you know, like at a bar as well. That could also be the host, right? So when I play a call the office, I pretend like uh, the owner or the bartender, whoever is there that day, it's usually Tony, but if not on a Thursday, I pretend like, you know, they are the host. So you could just, you could implement, ho whenever I'm saying host, you could say bar owner as well. So number one, be on time. This is one I've struggled with a couple times, not gonna lie, but I'm trying to get better at it especially when you're leaving from out of town. So I had a tournament in Toronto, about two hours away. Um, so I left just over three hours before the tournament. I knew that there was a possibility there could be traffic so bad I could be delayed by more than an hour, but more than likely not on a Sunday. So, you know, always give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Better to be 10 minutes early than one minute late. At the same time, if you do get down to the area of the tournament and it's you know, more than like 10 minutes before the tournament's supposed to start, you might not want to go into the uh, tournament director's house uh, or the host's house because, um, you know, or, or even really bug the establishment. Now, if it's an establishment that's already open, sure, go whenever, right? But I mean, if it's someone's house and you get there half an hour early, just go to your local Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts or freaking Costco or something like that and go for a little walk around, do do something, grab some food, um, even sit in your car and go through some pin tips, but don't go bug them. If you're there more than like half an hour in advance, you shouldn't really go bug them because they're probably trying to set up the machines, get stuff ready. And to be honest, if you, if you go there half an hour before they've said doors open, you're getting a half an hour advantage over other people, which is kind of a little bit rude and not cool being a bit of a doucher. Well, we'll talk about that one later or how not to be more appropriately. Number two, make sure you have money with you. I know at least once I show I have shown up uh, and I've totally forgot to stop and get cash. And the person's house it was at was like nine blocks from anywhere. And my wife was kind enough to give me a ride there that day. So I had nowhere to get it. Um, and two or three of the people I asked who I knew well enough to, you know, it was only 10 bucks. And I see quite a few of these people like several times a week. So, uh, and I'm not someone who's always asking people for money. Well, okay, you know, sometimes, but definitely not my pinball buddies anyways. And uh, basically I, I had uh, maybe 20 minutes to get like six blocks or seven blocks and back. I knew that, you know, even though I am pretty fast for a big dude, I knew I couldn't probably get there and be on time. So I had to act, after I'd asked a couple of people to borrow the money, no one actually had extra cash on them. I had to ask for a ride to a debit machine to take the money out. So because of that, we were fine. But like, you know, he lost out on 10 minutes more of practice. I lost out on 10 minutes of practice. And the tournament director was a little annoyed with me. So try to make sure, and if possible, you know, if it's 10 bucks to get in, try not, like if every person brings a 20, the tournament director's job is just harder because they're running out of the, the 10, you know, like if they all have to have 10. So try to bring proper change if you can. Uh, number three, don't complain and nitpick too much. So if it, if someone is getting an unfair advantage, sure, say something, stand up for yourself, do it in a nice way, 
do it calmly. Um, if possible, pull the tournament director or the host aside, <clears throat> you know, so you're not, you know, if you're not bugging more people that need to be bugged about it. Um, but only when it's an unfair advantage. If it's something like, oh, the light is slightly glinting a little bit off this machine to this direction, or, oh, I can see that this... Now, if the fl the one flipper's like, you know, an inch higher than the other flipper, and okay, fine, something you notice early in the tournament, as long as you say it in a nice way, it's probably fine. But for the most part, try not to complain too much, especially about things that you can't change. So if it's, for instance, like a tight quarters and there's like a beam or something that's above people's heads and anyone over six foot four has to duck a little, well, it's not something to complain about. It can't be moved. All the players are in the same boat. No one's getting an unfair advantage. You know, maybe it's something that there's a, a more appropriate time to bring up, like in an email in the future, if you're talking about improvements or at the end of the season for the league, hey, next time maybe we could do this, this, or this. Or next time, if this game's running a little bit long, we could do this, this, or this to tighten it up or, um, you know, get rid of the ball save or that sort of thing. But just the people who are constantly complaining are super irritating, not even just to me, and it's not even my house, and I'm not even directing the tournament, but if I was, I'd be even more irritated or annoyed. So uh, we want more people hosting. We don't want less. And the way to do that is to keep the tournament directors and the hosts happy. And this is the top 10 ways to do that. Moving on to number four. It sounds really simple, but just thank them. Um, you know, and it, it doesn't even hurt to do it once or twice. Like when you get there, certainly you can thank them by doing all the things I've said on this list, but to actually just thanks again so much for hosting or thanks so much for, uh, you know, organizing the tournament or setting it up. Really appreciate that. And and it's just, it's that easy. It's just actually just saying it to the person, looking them in the eye and just telling them how much you genuinely appreciate it. And sometimes we forget to do that. I forgot to do that sometimes. But the times I, I do it, I can tell that the person recognizes and appreciates it. Number five. So this one is very, very, very optional, um, but it doesn't hurt to get the host or the tournament director a small gift. Uh, when my wife and I used to do about 100 shows a year well the the, the big the, the best year we did like just over 120 shows in one year for our two small companies and um between festivals and markets and and shows and open houses and what have you we always gave the organizer a small gift whether it be a soap or a lip balm or a tea or something simple we always gave them just a small little token of our appreciation and you know what that stuck in their minds forever and the next year when they went to run the the event the, the five or six of the, the vendors that took the time and energy to give them something a little small, A, probably had a better time getting in the next time, B, were thought of a little bit more favorably by them, might have got a, a little better position. Um, you're not going to have these advantages in pinball, but I'm just saying it doesn't hurt. And I don't do this every time, but quite often I'll try to just bring something small, like I said, like a lip balm, or I know like in Mike Dimas' case, I... Uh, Sorry guys, I know in Mike Dimes' case, I try to bring like a Rattler because I know he likes like a, a beer, grapefruit kind of Rattler combo. Uh, if I know the host like craft beer at all, I always make sure to bring an extra beer for them. And uh, sometimes I've even just left one in the fridge um, on purpose just to, you know, kind of leave it there if I didn't get the chance to tell them or thank them personally. Um, and then if not, it can just be like, you don't have to do that, especially if you don't know the person well and you're not comfortable 
doing that don't it's not you don't feel like you have to do this is probably the one that's the least important on the entire list and frankly hosts and tournament directors don't expect a gift and probably wouldn't want a gift from everybody so i mean i'm just saying if you happen to know them really well and you know there's someone who hosts often or they tournament direct often and you see them in your weekly league it doesn't hurt to grease the wheels a little and say thank you a little extra something special and of course if um you're doing this at like a bar or an event, you can always offer to grab them a drink or hey, did you want me to, you know, do you want to split an appetizer with me? If I grab some nachos, do you want some? Just simple things, offer them a ride to or from the event, um, offer to run and help out if they need anything at any point in time, or geez, even, you know, Windexing the glass on the machines if possible, that sort of thing. The more you can do, the better. Okay, number six, this is really important. Don't talk or bug them if they happen to be playing. Not every circumstance or case, but usually the tournament director, maybe not the bar, the bar owner per se, but the tournament director and or the host is usually playing with you. If they're in the middle of a game, don't run over and go, oh, I have a stuck ball, or oh, I wanted to tell you about, oh, the flipper's not working, or no, wait, just stand back, relax, tell, tell your group what's going on, let them know you'll be back as soon as possible. Usually there's more than one or two people who can help you with a stuck ball, but in case the only person you can find is there, and um, you know, they're busy playing. Just wait till they're done their ball. It's never going to be anything so important in pinball. Unless your buddy's like, the pinball machine fell over and he's stuck under the pinball machine or something. Unless it's a safety issue. You know, someone got electrocuted. I don't know, to drop their beer in the coin door. I don't know, something. Uh, you probably don't need to bug them. So just let them finish their ball, bro. Okay, number seven. Kind of touched on this earlier, but especially if it is a bar... Make sure to support them by, um, you know, buying a drink there. If you're not someone who buys alcoholic drinks, most bars have like free soft drinks. If not, you can buy snacks. If not, um, even if you don't want to purchase soft drinks or anything, that a lot of bars and especially pinball places tend to have merch. So you can buy a shirt from them. You can buy a button. Um, you can, the other thing you can do, and I try to do this at Call the Office as well, is lots of times on a Friday night, I'll try to, when I'm out with other friends, <clears throat> I'll try to talk them into going to like a cool, fun show. If we're kind of a, to a toss up between two shows or two get togethers or two places to go, I always try to sway them towards Call the Office because I know that, you know, the more people playing pinball and the more people going there and spending money on everything just overall helps it. And that allows me to support, you know, the bar that. Basically, it's the only place in London to friggin' play pinball in the wild. So, uh, the only place with more than two machines, I can tell you that. So, that those are all different ways you can support them. And those are financially, but non-financial ways that you can support them include, so this would be number eight, you can support them by liking their Facebook posts, by sharing their Facebook posts, their Instagram. Um, you can instantly gram them. Um, I don't really know how Instagram works a lot, I'm not going to lie. But... Uh, that's a shout out to Mr. Graham Murtaugh, which hopefully we're going to see you at the charity tournament coming up at Pinup in a couple weeks, buddy. Um, I got to double check the date on that, but I will be messaging you about that, my friend. And uh, but no, you, you, you can like them on social media. You can um, talk about them on your podcast. If you have a podcast or consider starting a podcast and throwing out stuff to them, you can mention their other things that they have going on. If it's someone's house and not a bar, another way you can support them is you know, try to support any uh, companies that they have, or you can offer, if you see they're getting a new pinball machine, you can offer to come help set it up, or you can offer to help deliver one. I know these are kind of big favors for someone just hosting, 
but this is just a couple ideas, especially if it's someone who's really generous in your league and they're hosting from their house all the time. Um, maybe they have another side company and you know you can help support them by purchasing some purchasing something from them that way. Number nine, this one's really, really, really important. This doesn't matter whether you're on location at a bar, restaurant, barcade, private person's house, doesn't matter where you are. Um, just like one of my favorite songs from my favorite 90s band, one of my favorite 90s bands, Oasis. Don't look back in anger. I heard you say. No, it's don't nudge in anger. I heard Orville Albert say. So if you're nudging to try to keep the ball up or you're doing a slap save because it's going down the center as long as you're not going too violent with it and the dangers should tell you so if you tilted especially if you tilted without having two dangers first you probably gave the machine way too much like more than the operator or whoever set the tilt wants it to be done so that's telling you hey back off buster but i don't necessarily think that every host or tournament director would get upset with you just for doing a tilt especially when you're trying to save it I mean, if you're doing it on every ball or every machine, yeah, possibly, probably, like, they'd be like, hey, dude, take it easy, bro. But essentially, when, when any time that you, um, obviously, it's called Slam Tilt. There's a shout out to the Slam Tilt Pinball Podcast. Get over there and listen to that if you haven't. They gave me a shout out uh, last episode, so thanks for that, guys. Um, but, yeah, don't, don't Slam Tilt. Um, so don't like smash it down and, and tilt out the machine after, you know, the ball's already gone down. There's no way to bring it back up. Don't cough and drop or you have to physically pick it up and drop it like a coffin. Uh, and don't even smash down on the glass with your hand. That's really not cool. I see people doing that. Have I ever done it at my house? Sure. Have I done it on my own games? Yes. Have I even accidentally maybe, you know, tap the machine from the side a little bit after I've done all these things. But I'm saying try your best, very you try very hard not to. Sometimes you get passionate or you get emotional or you're, you're one shot away from a multi-ball or something, but take your anger out by doing like air shadow boxing or something like that. That's allowed, but no uh, no smashing the glass, no 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 nudging in anger. We'll just say it that way. And number 10, this kind of is associated with all of these. Just don't be a douche, don't be a jerk. Be nice to everyone else there. Don't be condescending. Don't be rude. Try to give everyone their space. Like if you got, if you're just eating like fried chicken, which was amazing fried chicken, which we just had in November to remember tournament, by the way. But if you're having fried chicken or anything greasy like pizza, especially try to go wash your hands if you can. Sometimes just a napkin or rubbing it on your, especially just rubbing it on your <clears throat> pants briefly and going over to a machine. It's going to get all over there. And it's not nice to the operator. It's not nice to the other people that are there so just yeah try to be respectful you know definitely don't go to parts of the house if it's a private person's house don't go to parts of the house that are not like exactly where you're playing and I heard that happened once and I think someone stopped hosting in one of the local leagues but um yeah just try to get along with everybody don't be a don't be a Debbie Downer and realize that these people really are without the tournament directors and the hosts there is no competitive pinball so these are the people that, you know, I'm not saying you got to kiss butt either. Like, obviously, if there's something that happened that wasn't fair, go talk to them, sure. 
but uh, just do it in a, in a kind manner, a nice manner, a polite manner. Speak to others like you would like to be spoken to. Uh, and with that, I'm going to give a generalized hats off to you pinballers, to each and every single solitary tournament director out there who's ever taken the time and energy. These guys are not getting paid usually, if, if, if at all, ever, even for the big ones. I think it's still volunteer-driven. And if they are, it's probably very, very, very little. Um, and probably just, you know, break even on it. I know lots of tournaments were after the, the cost of the trophies and everything was done, a lot of tournament directors actually eat it a little bit. Like I end up, you know, going into debt with their own money. And that's that happens. So uh, especially all of these hosts, the hosts after they, you know, the host fee, they're lucky if they make enough money to kind of cover the wear and tear on the machines, if that. Usually they probably wouldn't even be able to make that back, like the differential of the wear and tear and the upgrade of the maintenance time, their time and costs and energy, not just the cost of the actual physical, like a piece of plastic breaking, but their maintenance costs of getting all the machines ready, having to get things in tournament mode, turn off extra balls if possible, all that kind of stuff, adjust the uh, tilt appropriately, tilt bobbers, like just all the different things, like even all the play testing that you have to do. Although play testing is probably the most fun part of it, I would assume, unless you're a guy who really, really likes adjusting tilt bobbers. Um, I said that this was gonna be like a five minute podcast, but I was wrong. And I feel really bad because my wife made me this beautiful, um, cheese croissant with marbled aged cheddar and a fried egg and it's it's still warm so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you guys go with that but hats off to you pinballers to every single host who's ever hosted to every bar owner who's ever brought pinballs in to every operator who's helped get pinball machines out to all these small locations uh and to everybody who's helped allow competitive pinball blossom like it has And remember, until next time, eat, sleep, breathe, pinball.